0: Today is October 12, 2018, and you're listening to the Main Street Telegraph, the podcast that gives your Disney news to you in 15 minutes or less. I'm your host, B. Just wanted to give you all a reminder before I get started today to keep an eye out for the special bonus episodes I'm releasing this month in honor of Halloween. I have a series that reveals how Halloween is celebrated in Disney parks around the world and how it does or doesn't fit into the cultures that surround them. Last week it was Disneyland Paris, and this week it's Shanghai Disney. Today's trivia question is, what is the name of Jack Skellington's dog in The Nightmare Before Christmas? Stick around for the answer after the show. Disney's cancellation of the construction of a new hotel in downtown Disney in California has been in the news a lot this past week, but if you've been listening to the Main Street Telegraph, you've known this for a while. The Earl of Sandwich, which had previously closed in relation to all the changes made in Downtown Disney, has reopened in the same location. However, it is the only business to return so far. But it's also the one that people seem to have vocally mourned the most, and I can't blame them, as the food is very affordable in comparison to the other options available. To have an update on a story I covered a few weeks ago, 30 lawsuits were filed on behalf of parkgoers with autism due to the failure of the theme park's appointment system to meet the needs of those it was designed for. The Walt Disney Company has filed a petition to stop these 30 lawsuits from going to court, requesting a rehearing from the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta, who had previously decided that the plaintiff's cases should be heard at trial to determine if the Americans with Disabilities Act had been violated. The Walt Disney Company claims that many factors can cause, quote, meltdowns and therefore it is not within their control. The appointment system replaced the previous system of those with disabilities being able to just walk up and get on a ride. Those with disabilities receive a card with an unlimited appointment time to get on rides and lets them get on rides immediately if the wait is less than 15 minutes. Those that represent the plaintiffs say it does a poor job, often disrupting routines and so not making it easier to attend the park. Disney's lawyers stated that the initial ruling of the court, quote, assumes that Disney somehow has the ability, let alone legal obligation, to prevent meltdowns with instant and unrestricted ride entry, end quote. And that, quote, to impose such a standard on Disney and inevitably the many other places customers have to wait, Sports arenas, restaurants, grocery stores, malls, doctor's offices, movie theaters, and other theme parks is thus not only untenable, but also incompatible with the way places of public accommodation have operated for decades. They also released a statement that, quote, Disney parks have an unwavering commitment to providing an inclusive and accessible environment for all our guests. We fully comply with all ADA requirements and believe that the legal claims are without merit. It seems like the focus is on whether Disney had done wrong rather than listening to the folks those systems are set up for so that they may be better served. I don't have much firsthand experience, but if anyone out there who is listening does, I would love for you to reach out to me. And the Main Street Telegraph will continue to update you on this matter. The Walt Disney Company has donated $1 million to the Florida Disaster Fund to aid those affected by Hurricane Michael. CEO Bob Iger stated, The families and companies impacted by this devastating hurricane need our help as they begin to rebuild. We will stand with our Gulf Coast neighbors as they recover from this tragic storm. As of this recording, Hurricane Michael has claimed the lives of at least 13 people. Almost 1 million people from Florida to Virginia are without power, and the panhandle of Florida has been devastated, such as in Mexico Beach, where whole blocks of homes have been destroyed. It looks like there is another competitor in the world of streaming services, as Warner Media is stepping up to the plate to create their own. Under Warner Media, you can find HBO, Warner Brothers, and the Turner family of channels like Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, CNN, TBS, TNT, Boomerang, and Turner Classic Movies. And there's some big name IPs here like Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. So they would not be hurting for content, that's for sure. Right now, there isn't a whole lot of information, but it is slated to open in the fourth quarter of 2019, so between October and December, a year from now. There is more news on Disney's streaming service, as they have named a EVP and CTO of Disney's new direct-to-consumer and international segment. Aaron LaBerge, formerly ESPN's chief technology officer, has been given the gig to oversee the upcoming streaming service, as well as ESPN+, and Disney's stake in Hulu. teaser, poster, and trailer have been revealed for the new live-action Aladdin coming to theaters on May 24, 2019. Head on over to TheMainStreetTelegraph.com to check it out and get more details. Deadline.com released an article on the 10th of October describing the town hall meeting held after the announcement came that Disney's acquisition of Fox was likely to happen. There are concerns from people who work for Fox, particularly by those who work in legal and human resources departments, as those are shared services and typically where the most people are let go after a merger. The actual process should take about a year from when the transaction is final. But as Disney is not acquiring all of Fox, like Fox News, there will be a spin-off company currently being referred to as New Fox, but I'm not sure that is the name that's going to stick. In the town hall meeting, Executive Peter Rice communicated a lot of information to employees, including that the deal will close sometime in the first half of 2019, but that logistically, as far as the future of their employees, they will be ready to go by January 1st. Basically, all employees in the shared services will be automatically Disney employees, unless the new Fox company wishes to hire them. If new Fox doesn't pick them up, they will go into the Disney pool. If no job can be found for them at Disney, or if they are not happy with the job offered to them, they will receive severance packages. And quite a few may opt to do that if Disney's offers don't include high enough salaries, as in comparison, Disney's are notoriously lower. This is going to be a long and messy process, and inevitably there will be layoffs, but it seems that both sides are attempting to make it as easy as they can, especially Fox whose employees are able to view what their severance packages could be well in advance of the deal even officially closing. Forbes has released a ranked list of the world's best employers called the Global 2000, and the Walt Disney Company is ranked fourth on that list. In order from one to five, Alphabet, Microsoft, Apple, Walt Disney, and Amazon.com. Jedi Training Trials of the Temple at Tomorrowland in Disneyland will be ending on November 4th of this year. There's still no word on whether or not it will be brought back once Star Wars Land is opened. However, the Jedi Training Academy over in Walt Disney World is still there, and there are no current plans to close it down. Mommy blogger Natalie Jorge Martin from Miami has come out with a claim that a Disney World photographer refused to take her picture while she was breastfeeding her child in 2017. As reported in the Daily Mail, Natalie said she was shocked as most of Disney World is breastfeeding friendly. She stated, if you're offended by breastfeeding, you're probably staring too hard. Disney Springs, Florida's version of downtown Disney, will be getting a sports bar, and no, it won't be a new ESPN zone location. It will be an outside vendor, CityWorks Eatery and Poorhouse. However, with the NBA experience set to open nearby, some claim that Disney has made a mistake letting in a business to compete with their now half complete new experience. However, Disney's NBA experience does have a bit more to offer beyond food and beer, with interactive games and other immersive experiences. It seems that the city works may be targeted for adults, while the NBA experience is for families. So perhaps it really isn't that big of a deal. Disney World is pushing towards sustainability. Soon, two of the four parks will be powered by renewable solar energy. This is part of their goal to reduce their net greenhouse gas emissions by 50% worldwide by 2020. Before the end of the year, they will open a 50 megawatt solar power facility with more than half a million solar panels near Disney's Animal Kingdom. Enough energy for 10,000 homes annually will go into the local power grid, reducing greenhouse emissions by more than 57,000 tons a year. That's like taking 9,300 cars off the road. The answer to today's trivia question, what is the name of Jack Skellington's dog in the Nightmare Before Christmas, is zero. So long, everyone. Remember to check out my Halloween episodes. I have a goal of nine shows for the month. Wow. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, criticisms, or concerns, you can send them to MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Remember that you can follow the Main Street Telegraph on Facebook so that you never miss a thing. If you like the show, go ahead and give it a rating on iTunes. It really does help. And if you really love it, tell a friend. So long, everyone, and have a wonderful weekend.